Let's open our Bibles, Matthew, Matthew chapter 13. <clears throat> Matthew chapter 13, we talked last time about the treasure. The scripture talks about the treasure. You, and, and you either stumble on it or you're searching intentionally for it. But the treasure of the kingdom is worth everything we have. It's worth everything that we have, Jesus said there. He talked about the eternal consequences as well. Now, it's not something we can buy. Jesus paid the price, but because Jesus paid the price and He gave everything for us, we give Him all back. We give Him everything as well. We sell out, be sold out for the kingdom. Jesus asked them there in verse uh, 51, chapter 13, have you understood all these things? <clears throat> have, you, have you understood all these things? And do you understand about eternity? And that's kind of what was in that little video clip, uh, asking them, do you understand about heaven? Do you understand eternity if you're going to go there? And all the weird answers. So some said, I think one guy, I couldn't understand if he said wicked or Wiccan. One guy, that, one of them said, the girl said she, they were Wiccans. And, but I think the one guy said he was wicked. But it's, you know, based on our own works to get there. We don't get there because of our works. We get there because of what Jesus did. That's the treasure of, of Christ. Are we willing, though, to do whatever it takes to have it? Do we realize how valuable it is? Now, the final chapter, uh, part of chapter 13 we're going to finish with today, a short section and really, it's more about a rejection of Jesus, the prophet without honor. Look at verse 53. Let's read the section. It says, when Jesus had finished these parables, he moved on from there. And coming to his hometown, he began teaching the people in their synagogue, and they were amazed. Where did this man get this wisdom and these miraculous powers, they asked? Isn't this the carpenter's son? Isn't his mother's name Mary? And aren't his brothers James, Joseph, Simon and Judas, aren't all his sisters with us? Where then did this man get all these things? And they took offense at him. But Jesus said to them, only in his hometown and in his own house is a prophet without honor. And he, and he did not do many miracles there because of their lack of faith. Let's pray. Father, open your word to us this morning, we pray. May our hearts hear what you would have to say to each one of us, Lord. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Jesus finished his parables, and again, these, these stories, these heavenly story or earthly stories with a heavenly meaning, a, a practical meaning, a moral, spiritual uh, meaning for us. And the parables that he spoke about were the kingdom parables in this last chapter, in this chapter, I should say, about the kingdom of God. And, and that, that question, you know, do you understand about the kingdom? Do you understand about the kingdom of God? Did they get it? And do you and I get it where God rules as king in our hearts and lives? Is he the king or is he not the king? He's one or the other. You can't be in both. And usually, most often, we're the king or he's the king. Or so we think we're the king, but the Bible actually says when we think we're the king, we're actually children of the enemy. We're kind of following the the path of the enemy and, and what he's kind of set out in the world in the flesh and his own, uh, his own ideas. God rules as king. That's the kingdom of God. Let me ask you now, do, have, have, 
Has any of you, have any of you grown up outside of Rhode Island? How many of you grew up outside of Rhode Island? Man, a lot of you. Man, what's up with that? I don't think we're reaching the people that grew up here. It's all the people that came from outside. Wow. Where did you grow up? Just shout it out. I heard California. I wonder why. Missouri. A lot of different places, and, and you end up here. What I found in, uh, in, through the years is that people that, that are from Rhode Island, they leave Rhode Island. But then they come back, right? Have you noticed that? Anyways, you, you've got this place somewhere else where you grew up and, and where you come from. Do you have family there usually, right? Friends, maybe. Memories, maybe good, maybe bad memories. Do you go back to visit? How many of you go back to visit? How many of you will not go back to visit? Oof. <laughs> you didn't have to tell me that. Is it easy? Is it hard to go back to your hometown where those people know you, where you know them, family? They know all about you. They know the stupid things you did when you were a kid. I go back home. I, I try to go back home once a year, and I combine it with a trip to the pastor's conference in, uh, in California. I get to see my family. Some of them actually hide from me, to be honest with you. My sister, she works at Home Depot, and I, and I went back. This time I try to call her sometimes and I trick her. I call her on my brother's cell phone and she'll answer. And, I, and this time I said, where does she work? And I went there. And sure enough, she had just left 15 minutes before I got there. So I called her cell phone and she talked to me for a while. She said, yeah, let's get together. Let's get together. And she wouldn't. I went back again and she had the day off. Kind of works out that way sometimes. I don't, maybe she just doesn't like me. I don't know. But some of my other family members, I took a, an extra trip this time to go visit one of my other brothers up in, in Bakersfield. And uh, I, I shared a little bit about this, this trip. We, just to bring a little bit of light into that situation. I called him up last Sunday and talked to him, and he, and he was still just so thankful that me and this other guy had made the effort to go and visit them up in Bakersfield. But it's not easy sometimes, is it? They know you. That's kind of what happened here in the Gospel of Matthew. Jesus, it says he went to his hometown. Look at verse 54 again. It says he went to his hometown. And he began teaching the people in their synagogue. And they were amazed. He went back to this town, Nazareth, his hometown. And, and you know, it was nice to go back to visit maybe. But some have, have studied this and they believe that this was the last visit there, the last time he went back home to Nazareth, his last visit. What did he do when he got there? It says that he began teaching. Began teaching the people. And, I, and we've, we've looked early in the Gospel of Matthew. What was he teaching about? He was teaching about repent for the kingdom of heaven is near. Turn and find the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of God. Jesus, again, I'll remind you, his threefold ministry was teaching and preaching and healing. And he's still doing the same thing today. He went back, back home and he was teaching. 
He wanted to heal as, as we read there, but things weren't quite happening. The people responded to him, and it's always interesting how people respond to you when you, when you do go back home with them and you want to share with them a little bit and you, and you want to share you know, your faith with them. You want to f- share spiritual things with them. The people's response, they were, it says they were amazed. But is that in a good way? Were they amazed in a good way? It doesn't appear that. They said, where did this man get this wisdom and these miraculous powers? They, couldn't, they, they really couldn't quite figure it out. They knew there was something there, something different, but they couldn't figure it out. Rather than trust him, they wanted to figure it out. And I was thinking, you know, isn't that just like us? Rather than just trust Him, we want to figure it out. We want to know. We want to understand. We want all the answers rather than just trust Him. But ultimately, that's what He wants us to do is trust Him. Not figure it all out. They said to Him in verse 35, they said, uh, isn't this the carpenter's son? Or, or verse, uh, not 35, what is it? 55. Isn't this the carpenter's son, they said? Isn't this the carpenter's son? Now, we, they, they believe that Joseph, his father, was not alive anymore. They, that's why Joseph is not mentioned at all. We don't know for sure what happened to him. But in the Gospel of Mark, it says it adds this, uh, this uh, note that Jesus was also a carpenter. They said, isn't he the carpenter? So Jesus was a carpenter, and one of the early Christian apologists in the second century wrote that Jesus was a maker of plows and yokes. So he worked with his hands, and he, and he learned from his father this trade of, of, uh, of carpentry. So he was able to do all those things. But the question they're asking, isn't he just a carpenter? That's how they knew him. They knew him as a carpenter. How can this be? Carpenters don't do those kinds of things. Not many carpenters get up and preach to thousands of people. They're working on a job site. They're working in a shop, making something. That's what they do. Josh McDowell wrote a book called More Than a Carpenter. Have any of you read it? Heard of it? More Than a Carpenter. It's a great book. I recommend it. One of the the persons reviewing it said this, Why don't the names of Buddha, Muhammad, and Confucius offend people? The reason is that that these others don't claim to be God, but Jesus did. And Josh McDowell, in his book, he he gives proof that Christ is God, along with reason and fine prose that will convince or distress the reader. Convince or distress the reader. Either you understand it and you you grab a hold of it, or it, it makes you distressed. And that's kind of what happened here. These people, they were offended. They were distressed. They couldn't couldn't get their minds around it. That Jesus was more than a carpenter. They said, isn't he he the carpenter? Isn't he the carpenter's son? We know him. His family, we know his family. We know his his, his mother, Mary. His brothers, dimensions four of them here, his sisters, it says in verse 56. They knew, they knew his family. We talked about them back in chapter 12, the family. And, and you remember his family uh, at that time uh, in, in Mark chapter 3, they really thought that he had lost it. You remember that? 
And it says that, that they went to take charge of him for they said he was out of his mind. They thought he was overworked and he kind of had lost it. In John 7 it says even his own brothers did not believe in him. They knew his family. And I've said this before, if, if I could bring, and, and I don't misunderstand me, I love my family. I love my family. It's not easy, but I love them. But if I could bring them in here now, you, you would look at my family and you would go, uh, something doesn't add up here. And I was sitting with this brother in Bakersfield and I was telling him, I was saying, listen, don't you see that Jesus has made a difference in my life? You need to know Jesus has made the difference in my life. They could say, well, we know you. We know your sisters. We know your brothers. We know your family. You, you know, there isn't anything that you could give to me. Kind of a tough crowd back there in Nazareth, wouldn't you say? Maybe a tough crowd back where you live, too. They said, where did this man get all these things? Verse 56, where then did this man get all these things? That's, that's the deal, isn't it? He wasn't just a man. At least they didn't call him a boy. But he wasn't just a man, but they couldn't see it. They couldn't see past the history. They couldn't see past the man. And it says they took offense at him. They were offended at Jesus Christ. Why? What, what was the problem? What do you think was the problem. Why were they so offended by him? What do you think? What was it? Pardon? Their sin? Yeah, that's true. What else? Yeah, that's, they found that offensive, yeah, they, that he claimed to be God. What else? Anybody have any other ideas? He used to be one of them? Yeah, that's kind of what I'm looking for. This familiarity. This familiarity. They, had, they, they were so familiar with him. And you know what the saying says, what? Familiarity breeds contempt, right? So they were so familiar with him, they knew him actually too well, but did they really know him? Did they really know him? You know, when you go back home, yeah, they know you, but do they really know you? Do they really know you beyond what they remember from growing up and that history? Do they really know your heart? Do they know that, that Jesus Christ is, is in you? Someone said this, they didn't listen to the message because they could not see beyond the man. They couldn't see beyond the man. They couldn't see beyond the person. Jesus said only in his hometown... And in, his, and in his own house is a prophet without honor. Only in your hometown, maybe? Only in your family, maybe? They just know us so well, don't they? They know us, and they have trouble seeing beyond that. In your house, maybe. Maybe your situation, you're in a house, and, and you're with unbelievers. In your house. They can't see beyond the person. They can't see to the Christ. Maybe they don't want to. I was thinking about this, you know, in my own house. Now, I, I'm not a prophet, but I am a pastor, I think. But do you think they call me pastor there? 
Of course not. I, I'm lucky if they call me for dinner. <laughs> but, but don't give up. Don't give up with family. You know, for a long time, I just kind of avoided them because there was, it was you know, a lot of just either rejection or painful memories or whatever, but, but I'm seeing now I need to reach out to them more than I ever, ever did before. I need to call them more often. You know, I, we don't know how much time we have. We honestly don't. And what, what other avenue of light are they going to have besides you and me? Who else is going to call them? and pray for them on the telephone? Who else is going to call them and, and say, can I, can I do anything? What can I pray for you for? Who else is going to go to their house and, and let them know that Jesus loves them and, and put your hand on their shoulder and, and, and pray for them as you say goodbye? Yeah, it takes boldness to do those things, but who else is going to do it if you and I don't do it? One of the most exciting things about this passage, I think, is what we find in other passages. In, 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 like Acts chapter 1, verse 14, it says that they, this is after Jesus had risen into heaven, ascended into heaven, after the cross and the resurrection. It says they all joined together constantly in prayer, along with the women and Mary, the mother of Jesus, and with his brothers. They were there at the church. They were there. You see, it didn't look so good. It looked pretty bad. It was a tough crowd. They, they, they rejected Him over and over again, but something happened. At some point, they made a turn to follow after Jesus. And now there they are in a prayer meeting. I mean, think to someone in your family right now. Can you picture them in a prayer meeting? I mean, you know, that's wild. I think of some of my family in a prayer meeting. <laughs> I, I got to bring you some pictures and put them up on the screen for you. And you're going to go like, yeah, a ZZ Top's prayer meeting or something. <laughs> Don't give up. Let us not become weary in doing good, Paul said, for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. Verse 58 says he didn't do many miraculous, uh, miraculous signs or many miracles there because of their lack of faith. Not that he, that he couldn't do stuff, but he wouldn't. You know, the question is, where is God going to work? Where people are trusting and where people are praying? Or at the atheist's house? Where is he going to work? Obviously, he's going to be drawn to the places where people are, are, are lifting up his name and are trusting him. This whole idea of uh, familiarity. People get too familiar. We're going to come back to that in a minute. But I want to, I want to uh, look at one more passage back in Luke chapter 4. Let's turn together Luke chapter 4. In verse 14, many believe that this was his previous visit to Nazareth. Some 
believe it's the same, one and the same, but, but I kind of think it's the previous visit. Verse 14, Luke chapter 4, Jesus returned to Galilee in the power of the Spirit, and news about him spread throughout the whole countryside, and he taught in their synagogues, and everyone praised him. He went to Nazareth, where he had been brought up, and on the Sabbath day he went into the synagogue, as was his custom. And he stood up to read, and the scroll of the prophet Isaiah was handed to him, and unrolling it, he found the place where it is written, The Spirit of the Lord is on me, because he has anointed me to preach good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners, and recovery of sight for the blind, to release the oppressed, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. And then he rolled up the scroll and gave it back to the attendant and sat down. And the eyes of everyone in the synagogue were fastened on him, and he began by saying to them, Today this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. All spoke well of him and were amazed at his gracious words that came, the gracious words that came from his lips. Isn't this Joseph's son, they asked? And Jesus said to them, Surely you will, quote, you will quote this proverb to me, Physician, heal yourself. Do hear in your hometown what we have heard that you did in Capernaum. I tell you the truth, he continued, No prophet is accepted in his hometown. And he speaks of a couple of other places. Jump down to verse 28. When after the people heard that, all the people in the synagogue were furious when they heard this. And they got up and they drove him out of the town. They took him to the brow of the hill on which the town was built in order to throw him down the cliff. But he walked right through the crowd and went on his way. Nazareth was a, tr- was a tough crowd. Nazareth was a tough place for Jesus to go to. Whether this was a separate occurrence or the same one doesn't matter. But I, but I kind of uh, hold with some that teach that, that this occasion in Matthew was his last visit. Was it the last chance for them? Were there no more opportunities? We don't know. We, we, again, I mentioned about his family. They did come to know him as Christ, as Messiah, as King. But what was happening there in Matthew chapter 13, they were, they were missing it because of this familiarity. They, they, passed, they were passing him by. Be careful of the familiar. We do that, you know, don't we? We, we think that God can't speak to us through so-and-so. We know them too well. But God spoke to at least one person through a donkey, didn't he? He thought he knew that donkey pretty well. But God can through family, through friends, through people you know. And, you know, and, it, and it goes both ways. It goes that God can speak to us through people. And be careful of the familiar. Be careful not to hear what God might be saying through them. But also the other way from us. Uh, be careful not to be afraid to speak that God might want to speak through you, through me to them, even though they know us so well. You just don't know. Don't pass him by. And don't give up. One ironic thing that uh, Warren Wiersbe points out is this, that Jesus was known as Jesus of Nazareth, right? Fifteen times it talks about him. Even on the cross it said Jesus of Nazareth, right? The king of the Jews. His followers were called uh, people of the sect of the Nazarenes from Nazareth, right? 
and yet Nazareth wouldn't receive him. Wow. That's crazy, isn't it? Jesus of Nazareth, yet the people of Nazareth rejected him. Can you see who he is? Can you see past the people? Can you see past the messengers to the message? Can you see past people to the King, to the Savior, to the Lord? Get past the familiar to look directly at Jesus. He's more than a carpenter. I think in our witness to our families, to our friends, yeah, they know us so well, but, but we need to point past us to Him. Let people know that it's, it's about Jesus. I blow it, I make mistakes, but it's about Jesus. It's not about me anyways. The gospel is about Jesus Christ. Let's pray together, shall we? Our gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word. <clears throat> we just kind of want to let some of these ideas soak in. Maybe you've been speaking to us. And your word is living and powerful, living and active. It's able to get into our hearts discern the thoughts and intents of our hearts and minds and our very depth of our being. Lord, you know each one of us, and so we come and we, we stop this morning here. Say, Lord, what is it? How, are you, how do you want to speak to me, Lord? Is it about trusting you? Is it about my family, my friends? Is it about not giving up? God, you can speak whatever you want through your word this morning. Maybe it's about some who have never trusted in Jesus Christ as more than a carpenter. Maybe that's you this morning. You think he, he's just a man. But yet, you're, you're hearing this morning that he was more than a carpenter, that he was God, that he was king, that he was the Lord, that he came and that he gave his life for us, that we might have life as he gave his life on that cross to pay the price for our sins, for your sin, for my sin. If, you, if that's you this morning as we pray, I want you to raise your hand right now. Raise your hand that I can see it. Do you want to trust in Jesus Christ as your Savior? Go ahead, raise your hand. I see that hand there. Any others? Raise your hand this morning. You want him to be more than a carpenter in your life. Father, you see. You see and know our hearts. We might trust you and walk with you. Father, I pray that each one of us, again, would go from this place knowing that we are child of the King. We are ambassadors to those family members, to those friends. And maybe, perhaps, we'll go back and visit that hometown again. And we might get rejected, but, but Jesus was faithful and, and he taught and he spoke the words, the words of life. Give us that boldness, Lord, on our jobs, in our schools, in our families. Give us that boldness, I pray, Lord, in Jesus' name.